you, Nathan, Jeff, and the entire worship team for leading us in worship today. We are so glad that you can all join us online for worship once again. I don't know about you, but I am so excited and looking forward to our church reopening day. And that's going to happen in a few weeks from now. I hope that you're excited as I am. Some of you will continue to worship with us online, and that's okay. We got you covered. We're going to be setting up our worship services to be live streamed. So whether you're here in person or joining us online for worship, we're all going to get a chance to worship the Lord together regardless. Amen? Amen. So let's be praying. Let's be asking God to help us in these efforts. There's still a lot to be done. Our church sanctuary will undergo deep cleaning of the carpet this coming week, as well as the chairs are going to be cleaned and properly sanitized. And so throughout the building, we're going to be doing some cleaning. So there's a lot of work to be done. And so we need prayer. We need God to guide us and give us wisdom on how to properly and safely do this in order to reopen in the coming weeks. So having said this, I want to say to you that it has been quite a week for us, don't you say? Most, if not all of you, have heard about Pastor Al suddenly and unexpectedly fallen ill. And that led to a trip to the emergency room, which ended up in him having to stay overnight in the hospital so doctors could uh, run tests on him. Well, to make a long story short, Pastor Rao is doing much better. He's out of the hospital and he's going to uh, see specialists as a follow-up and uh, continue to uh, uh, take care of himself. And so we want you to continue to lift him up in prayer. We know that all this was so unexpected. In fact, let's be honest, none of us expected for this to happen, right? Pastor Al did not expect it. Lori didn't expect it. Their families did not expect it. Neither did we as a church expect it, right? But that's how life can be sometimes. Sometimes the unexpected happens to us. And uh, what happens is that when we go through these unexpected moments, we're not quite ready for this. But I want to tell you that these are great opportunities for God to, to work in us, to stretch our faith, to begin to build in us maturity and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So this week, uh, as I was reading a devotional, I came across a very encouraging devotional by Christine Kane. And this ties very much with today's message. I just want to summarize in brief what she shared in that devotional. It's about the unexpected. We want to tell you that this is what she said. Unexpected things happen to us. No matter how much we wish we could go around a situation, under it, over it, or be delivered from it, there are times that God wants to walk us through a process because that is what's best for us. Amen? She continues to say that, however, the challenge is this. Choosing not to allow the enemy to use these unplanned events to rob us of life. That's the challenge. What the enemy wants to do is to derail our lives from the plans and purposes of God. If not for a lifetime, then at least for a season. And that's what the enemy wants to do to believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as she continues, she says that moving through whatever we're confronted with comes down to this. We need to live a life of purpose and passion, 
never losing, losing sight of our objective, no matter how devastating the unexpected is. And so for Christine Kane, her situation was cancer. But it was her resolve to choose to live fully alive here on earth every second and make every second count for God and his kingdom purposes until the day she dies. And these are the words that she shared in her devotional. And the reason being is this. It's very simple. Because she was still a mother to her children, a wife to her husband, a servant of the Lord in the ministry that God has entrusted her with. And here's this powerful statement that she made that brought great encouragement to me. Let me read to you what she said. Cancer was a condition I had, not who I was. I didn't want the unexpected condition to define my overall condition. So I wasn't going to let it set the tone at home, derail my faith, or stop me from living every moment that God had for me. I couldn't. But that decision was an hourly and sometimes moment-to-moment -moment fight in my mind and will to stay on point. Regardless of what I was going through, I was still a child of God, a wife, a teacher, a friend, a daughter, and had to fight to stay focused. Amen. Let me tell you, that's exactly what the Lord wants to do. He wants us to continue to trust Him no matter what the unexpected things in life happens to us. And so let's, let's open up with a word of prayer and ask God to uh, really help us discover more truths as we uh, continue to uh, bring His word. Let's pray. Father, I come before you to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to bring forth your word. Thank you, God, for the honor and privilege of preaching the word of truth, O oh God. I pray, O oh Lord, that by your spirit, O oh God, you will be at work in our hearts, Lord. I pray for your Holy Spirit to fill me, to anoint me with the power and understanding and the truth that you have uh, for us today. I pray that it will be clearly communicated to each and every person that is listening. We thank you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, I don't know about any of you, but I have this really bad habit of looking at the person sitting next to me in the passenger seat when I'm having a conversation with them as I'm driving. Now, that kind of bothers my family members. Christy, my wife, would always tell me that I don't need to look at her while I'm driving and having a conversation with her. She just wants me to focus on driving and looking straight ahead on the road. Does that bother you when people do that? Well, I have good reasons to look at people when I'm having a conversation with them. It's called being respectful. You guys get that, right? Well, I know some of you might be thinking, well, in that case, you don't have to show me any respect, especially when my life is put in danger, right? I get that. But after 30 years of driving, I would consider myself a pretty good driver, pretty experienced. I honestly believe that I can handle both without any problems. I know I can talk and look at the person next to me, and at the same time, with my eyes, have a peripheral view of the road that is ahead of me. 
I mean, come on now. How many of you guys can relate with me on this? Well, unfortunately, uh, many of our passengers don't feel quite the same way. I'm telling you this story because in life, there are things that we must fix our eyes on. We must focus on the things that are important to us. If we're going to be successful in doing what we need to do, we need to fix our eyes on that. And in the same manner, I want to tell you that it only takes a split second for something to appear before us on the road without having a chance to stop in time and react. There could be an animal that darts across or a deer or maybe someone who can run across. And God forbid if it was a child that was running across and we were not paying attention on the road. I just want to tell you guys, sometimes when we take our eyes off something that is so important, it could put us in a dangerous situation. Well, today I want us uh, to uh, take a look at God's Word. Uh, we're going to illustrate a point that I want to make with regards to that. It's taken from Matthew chapter 14. It's from a very familiar passage. It's about the story of Jesus walking on water. I'm going to begin with verse 22. Uh, you can follow along as I read. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already considerable distance from land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it, during the fourth night, of, uh, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sing, cried out and said, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed up into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Now, I, I know that you are very familiar with this passage. In fact, there is so much we can be talking about uh, with regards to what was just read to us, right? I mean, why did Jesus walk out in water? Why did he do that? There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason why Jesus uh, asked them to go uh, on the boat ahead of him, right? Uh, in fact, uh, Bible scholars and commentators have said that uh, Jesus actually knew that uh, there was an impending storm coming their way because he wanted to demonstrate his power to help them in in the storms of life because Jesus wanted to strengthen their faith in him and their trust in him. And so we know that there are reasons why Jesus did what he did. But I want to just say something. 
I think it's so cool. I think it's the coolest thing that Jesus uh, was able to walk on water when he was on earth. I mean, who could do such a thing, right? And that is not to minimize uh, the supernatural works that he has done by healing the sick and uh, uh, making the crippled and the lame walk, giving sight to the blind, turning water into wine, and casting out demons and setting people free from bondage, right? We know that all of these things are amazing and they're miraculous, but to walk on water, come on now, that is so cool. I mean, let's put it this way. If you were able to do that, wouldn't you want to be the first person to show that off? Well, Jesus didn't do it to show off. He did it to teach the, uh, the disciples something valuable. He wanted to strengthen their trust in him. He did it to demonstrate his power to help them in times in where they're facing a storm. And I believe that God wants to teach us that same very thing uh, today. It takes faith to walk on water. When God asks us to do something, it requires faith. It takes courage. And I'm not talking about the easy things, like giving someone a hand when they need help. What I'm talking about are the things that we find most uncomfortable, things that require for us to trust God for strength and the power and ability to do it. Maybe for some of us, it's dealing with the unexpected occurrences in our lives, right? For others, it might be having the courage to share our faith with our family members or friends, our coworkers, our classmates. You know, Peter walking on water reminds us of what can happen when we step out in faith and obedience uh, and trusting God in his power that keeps us from drowning or being swept away. That we know that if we put our trust and our faith in Jesus, he will keep us from drowning. But we also learn that as soon as we shift our eyes off of Jesus, as, long, as soon as we take our focus off the Lord, we will also experience something that would create a lot of uh, uh, difficulty in our lives. Now, when Peter shifted his eyes to the winds and the waves and doubts began to creep in his mind instead, he began to sink and he almost drowned as a result. You know, like Peter, we too can take our eyes off of Jesus. We too can allow doubts to creep into our lives especially when we're hit with uh, so many unexpected things like the storms in life, right? When the storms in life begin to rock our world, sometimes we take our eyes off of Jesus. Oftentimes, I would say, we take our eyes off of Jesus. But in real life, it won't take long for, you know, if, if you're not a non-swimmer, in real life, it won't take long for you to drown. Even the best of swimmers may not be able to make it in the open sea. So it only takes split seconds for us to take our eyes off of Jesus, and that is enough. You know, Jesus wants to teach us today that you can trust in him. You can put your faith and your confidence in him because he has the ability not only to walk 
on water, but he has the ability to deliver you from all that you're facing. Every unexpected occurrence, every storm of life that you are dealing with, Jesus has the ability to help you through it. He did the same thing for Peter. As soon as Peter uh, uh, began to sink and he was about to drown, he cried out, Lord, save me. That is the very thing we need to do. When we are beginning to sing, we need to cry out to the Lord and say, Save me, Lord. And as soon as we do that, I believe that Jesus would reach out his hand and pick us up from where we are at, especially when we are dealing with life struggles and difficult occurrences that happen in our lives. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today that for Peter... For Peter to cry out in faith and say, Lord, save me. We need to do the same when we are facing uh, the storms of life and we have taken our eyes off of Jesus. So remember that every time you encounter these uh, struggles and these challenges in life, remember that Jesus will reach out his hand and pick you up. And so I want to end by saying this. Uh, God wants to teach us that that uh, we need to fix our eyes on him. We really need to keep our eyes fixed and focused on him because our eyes being fixed on him enables us to, to be able to overcome all the challenges of life, all the difficulties that we face. As long as we focus our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, he would help us through it. Now, that doesn't mean that you will not encounter challenges. It just means that you can put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And so I want to thank God for the opportunity to encourage you with these words today. And I want to uh, continue to ask for you to pray and ask God to uh, build your faith as you continue to walk in your relationship with him. Remember, Jesus asked, P uh, asked Peter to come into the water and step out in faith because he wanted to, for Peter to know that he can be trusted. And so today, I encourage you, trust in the Lord. If Jesus is calling you to step out in faith, you can do it knowing that he will help you in whatever you need to do. Amen? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you to thank you so much, Lord, for this day. I thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to uh, preach your word today, to encourage my brothers and sisters, Lord, uh, with regards to keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, Lord. God, we know that life is full of challenges. We know that life is full of unexpected things that happen to us. Even this week, we realized that uh, with Pastor Al uh, getting sick like that. We know, oh God, that we cannot take our eyes off of you because when we do, we begin to uh, sink and we begin to lose sight and we begin to doubt. But thanks be to God that as soon as we cry out, Lord, save me, you will reach out your hand and pick us up and bring us into safe, uh, uh, safely, Lord. So thank you, God, for today. Thank you so much for your blessed word. We pray this all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And amen, amen.